It's Saturday. It's 7 a.m. This is ABQ Central with your hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! It starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque. It's your boy, Van Nunley. And we got a Fredless Saturday today. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. Live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. In Fred's stead, we have KOB TV's own, the legend, Brandon Ortega. Good morning, Brandon. How you be? I'm not going to lie. I'm not usually awake right now. Oh. Usually uh, dead asleep with uh, my two-year-old usually hogging my side of the bed. And uh, But I'm up, and it feels good. It feels great to be with you. We definitely miss Fred today. Shows do, up do we? without him. Do we, though? Maybe not. I know Vital doesn't. Nah. Behind the glass on the ones and twos, pushing the buttons, taking the calls, making the magic. Michael Vital, how you doing, homie? Doing well. How'd you guys? Uh, how the week go? Because it goes real quick. It seems Sorry, it really you know. does. Despite everything going on, it does go by quick. There's... It's good to see Mr. Ortega. Always a pleasure have him here. What, what an honor to be in your presence, sir, Mr. Vital. You, you you just like roll in here like you're up early every day. You, you... I had everything set up for you guys. I just walk in. Did I had less than thirty seconds? Are you a morning person? Because I know you work in the afternoon a lot. Well, you know what? I got the. It's it's from the military. You know things mm. happen. In the mornings, and you go from there. So I haven't gotten rid of that. Well, Vital, I saw that uh, the computers were open, the mics were hot, and the lights were off back. I thought you were just taking a nap back there, waiting for like six fifty nine. No, I barely got here. My girlfriend's like, "Don't you have to go somewhere?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm on my way." Yeah, yeah. I, I, if it wasn't for a van calling me at about what did I say six thirty to call yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. I, I was still in bed, and I was five minutes early on that. Not gonna lie, yeah. I become a doc- indoctrinated to this time frame on Saturday. Like I, I mean, everything's closed, so it makes it easier now. But no I'm matter a- how how late you go to bed on Friday, yeah, right. It's, it's, yep. it's like clockwork. Plus, yep. I don't know about you guys, and I got this really bad it, it, bad pattern when I was in college. I'd stay up late till two in the morning, three in the morning. I haven't gotten rid of that. Late nights, it still stays with me for years later. Yeah, it's called Friday, Vital. I, and I, it's hard not to practice it anymore. It's the best day of the week. And I ruined it by having a radio show on Saturday morning. What a doofus. But that's your love of, of the show. Absolutely. You, you I love making magic. Friday I l- nights. love Albuquerque. I love sports. I love pop culture. And Brandon, I love you, buddy. Uh, you know, thanks well, for joining. The last time I was on, you were in, I think, stuck in Arizona, right? Yeah, true. Right. You were snowed in. You covered for me last Fred's time. Fred's not necessarily stuck in St. Louis. He went there on yeah. his own fruition. Yes, he did. He did. Went but, by train. Uh, Planes, trains, automobiles. <laughs> Wasn't it a 24-hour train ride? Yeah, he is that, did. Is that the story? He did. Which I'm sure he'll and tell us about later when he Yeah, yeah. He will tell us all about it because we have a action-packed show today, Vital. You were asleep back there on your cot in your studio. I didn't get to tell you. We have three guests today. Uh-oh. We have Chris Weehan from New Mexico United. He's going to call in at 8 Former o'clock. Lobo. Former Lobo. Stellar dude, as I yeah. like to say. 
And then 8.15, we got your best friend Fred. He's going to call in, tell us all about what's going on in his world. Oh, boy. You thought you had a week off. You do not, Vital. Yeah, you thought you got rid of him completely. Nope. You did not. Then 8.30, we got an awesome person with an awesome story. Isaac Valley Flag, former UFC fighter, current Burkano, and uh, overcomer of odds. Some challenges, and he's going to tell us all about that. Yeah, what a great story he is. In yeah. the 8.30 segment. And he's a, sounds like he's in a great place from everything we've been talking about and looking forward to speaking with him. Let's save that for later. How was your week, dude? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking I'm to you. Sorry. I was, uh, <laughs> I was getting psyched about Isaac and yeah. Chris. And, and I don't, I don't blame you. It's it going to be a, a good a, show. It was a good week. You know, so at KOB... Lee Free and I, the, the Lobo Insider, the the Albuquerque sports legend. So if you're if you're listening right now and you don't know who Brandon Ortega is, you're in the dark. I'm gonna tell you what he's the best in the biz, sports very, guy at KOB kind. TV. That's not true, but you're very all kind. over the community, and he's humble too. That's his best quality. He won't tell you that he's the best. I'd like I'd like to. Uh, I was a drummer for ten years. I'd love to get on that kit you got in that uh, garage, Brandon. Hey, once we're done with social distancing. You're, you are more than welcome to come over and jam. I've got a drum set, a rack of guitars, um, a full-on setup. I got my own little you got man a bass cave. guitar. I, got, I, I do have a ba- your... I have a bass guitar. I do. Yeah, it's a I... little amp I have, but I think it's loud enough to jam with. There you go. Um, um, but yeah, back to what we've been up to this week, yeah, yeah, yeah. work-wise and stuff. Uh, Lee Free and I, uh, who's worked at KOB a long time, um, we've had to adjust our schedules because of the you know lack of things going on sports wise as far as no games and whatnot i either work a five-day work week or i'll work about a three-day work week take a couple extra days off um you know just to limit the time we're working in the office together and this week was my five-day work week so i was getting stories every day that's and that's our goal at least for me and lee at kob we get one story a day to spend a little extra time on we get a couple minutes usually to talk sports but we use we get one story a day um, and, uh, yeah, this week was fun. I talked some high school baseball. I talked, man, it says blur. I can't remember actually Wowza. everything I talked about. No, New Mexico United, um, which we'll talk about later with Chris Weehan. Um, there's, there's definitely some inspiring stories. That, you didn't that you're talk about across. the Aggies, man. I didn't talk about the Aggies, but Lee is always keeping <laughs> folks. Well, Lee with, doesn't like Lee, the Aggies, Lee, so Lee, we already know that. Yeah, but Lee doesn't like a lot of things. <laughs> Be an Aggie alumni if you're here. Not, I, if you're not an Oakland A or a Lobo or Bay yeah. Area sports, he's very specific in the things no he kidding. likes. Huh. No, he's yeah, he's uh, very loyal to his, uh, oh, they <laughs> to his sports that, teams. I'm, I'm that way with uh, your taste in music. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a judgmental guy. Yeah, I've heard. We don't we don't have to go into that. <laughs> I used Some to be point. able to have free reign for any of the music I could play, but it's not like that anymore. So. Yeah, we need a we need to have a, a music date, Vital, where we we pick out a, a certain song that we play in a certain segment. Because you you free you do a great job DJing back there. I'm not gonna lie. I used to be a club DJ growing up go. in Chicago, so used to do the hot mixes, and that was fun years and years ago. So my, what do, what my, do we got coming up today, Brandon? We're gonna do some uh, do a little last dance. Yeah, I'm down with that. I watched little, every episode. Uh, I think there was only one episode that I didn't watch on Sundays. I think I had to catch up on one on a given Monday, but I was all into it. And I even got my fiance into it, who's not a Chicago Bulls fan sure. at all. 
and she enjoyed it. She was at least nice enough. Even on Mother's Day, she let me watch wow. both episodes. I think that was, wow. if I'm not mistaken, that was when 9 and 10 were going on, correct? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we enjoyed it. Even got my son to stop running around like a crazy person, uh, which two-year-olds just tend to do all the time. He watched it with us a does, little bit. Does your perception of Michael Jordan change after watching that documentary? No, I mean— well, Let's, let's, I say, let's it, save that. We're going to do this next segment? Yeah, no, we'll do the next segment, but I'll, I'll, I'll say no preemptively. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm rocking my J's today. Yeah, just, just for the so, occasion. So sweet, by the way. I got, so got my I got my fire red threes on. I'm pumped, Vital. If I had some, I'd wear them, but I don't have any MJ shoes. Yeah, I'm a, no, I'm no a air, child. No Airmans, no Jumpmans. You had some Air Jordans, I think, that went on sale or auctioned for like a million and almost two million. Yeah, I think they got they got five hundred sixty thousand or something like that. One of uh, his rookie season Jordans. I'm more of a like sixty seventy buck shoe guy. I don't really go above those. Those well, see, prices. I'm I, don't, I, don't, I don't need the glamorous stuff. I'm insanely bipolar. It, it, I either, it, just, it just depends. I either yeah. buy like cheap $20 shoes and I'll throw a little Dr. Scholl's in them, or I'll spend $200 on like a pair of Jordans or like some nice hand-woven dress shoes, like some Allen Edmonds. I'm a big Allen Edmonds dork. If anyone knows what Allen Edmonds are, Heard of them. quality yeah. shoes, highly recommend. Yeah. Not only do I not spend a lot of money on shoes, I just don't buy shoes a lot. Period. I just once you a wear year sandals, like once a year. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I don't really own my own pair. My brother, last time he came into town, left his. And you, so you're rocking so your I'm brother's rocking sandals. Once in, a, once in blue moon. You guys got the same shoe size. Warmer. Yeah, his feet are probably a little bigger. Yeah, but uh, I like it's wearing roomier the, for for sandals. I don't mind wearing the little roomier ones than uh, the ones that would be a little too snug. So that's what that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I do a five hundred and sixty thousand dollars, Vital. Game oh, worn, game, yeah, game worn Air Jordan ones that are autographed. Whew. And They are looking rough. And I assume that auction, that money is going to charity of some sort. Yeah, yeah. The, these times, a lot, a lot of, most of some, auctions, if not all of them, some lady named Charity. Gets all yeah, the profit. Is that yeah? Have to have a charity angle to it uh, with everything going on. I would hope so. At least let's see here. Yeah, I'm reading. Sorry for dead air. I'm reading if this goes you know, to charity. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna assume. You know, I feel. I feel bad when I was trying to recap the stories I did this week. I didn't mention probably my favorite of the week, um, and this shows how sleepy I'm. I'm. I'm getting out of right now. I didn't remember my favorite story this week was with the Isotopes play-by-play announcer, which you can hear here. On the sports animal, as soon as the season resumes, Josh Sushan. Uh, in these times of social distancing, I don't do a ton of face-to-face interviews. Invited sure. me over to his place to get a behind-the-scenes look at the stadium memories that they're producing right now. They're essentially re-airing old historic games through Isotopes history on both TV, radio, and now, radio today, and uh, and, uh, and also online. You can watch on Facebook Live too. Oh, how cool! Yeah, so got to give a shout out to Mr. Sushan who. Maybe awake right now. He's a bit of an early riser. I bet from, he is. From what we were talking about. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And, yeah, high school baseball, uh, Mexico United. Um, and uh, another shout-out I got to give out to Noah Brewer, who was the high school baseball player of the year. It was announced Oh, nice. Um, on a, by the, the Gatorade Association. It's uh, Rio Rancho High, right? Rio Rancho High yeah. going to Incarnate Word. Awesome player, awesome kid. Already moved to Texas to get ready out there, actually, with his family. Um, so I got to give a shout out to the high school kids uh, who are. Nice. I he, saw that last week. I played um, 
in the MABL, the Adult Baseball League, here with his coach Mario Tafoya. So shout out to Mario if you're Thanks. listening, homie. So, all right, let's take our first break, Brandon. Sounds good. You did so good already. I'm proud of you, man. You caffeine. killed it. Let's get some, let's, let's, You've let's done keep, this let's, before. Let's keep this train moving. I get a little coffee and a muffin? I'm going to get a little Coca-Cola right here. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central on 95.9 FN and 610 AM, the sports animal. We are just talking about your musical taste. You come back with some Beck. Love Beck. Well done. That's one guy I've never got to see live. I've been to a ton of concerts. Love to see Beck live. Especially I now. I feel like he gets better and better. I saw him in L.A. about 25 yeah? years ago. and I, He's real underrated, I think. How many instruments did he play live? Because he could play like everything. All well, of them. I think them. he plays like 10, in- all of 10 them. or 12 instruments. During a, live, his- dr- during a live performance, though? I saw him and he had all these different guitars sitting up, up there. He even played a mandolin. It was at yeah. the, uh, the L.A. Bowl. Underrated guitar there. I'm I'm more proud of him for leaving Scientology than <laughs> his musical right? talents. Oh man, I know On a little, that, no, I know hey, a little welcome bit. Welcome back that. to Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the <laughs> ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion. Shout out to Beck. Good job, buddy. Yeah, Grammy Grammy Award winning legend. Brandon Sam Smith, the <laughs> author of the Jordan Rules. Calls Michael Jordan a liar. You know, I gotta, I gotta say real quick. He was on a radio show this week in Albuquerque that I was on. No, the same day I came, I came on right after him. Oh, that's bonkers. This, yeah, so this week where he's been a little bit more in the news with things he's he's saying towards the episodes, some of the hot, hot, hot hotter topics. Yeah. of the Last Dance series. Uh, so that was really neat. So yeah. Sam Smith. When was it? Nineteen ninety eight. Came out with a book on Michael Jordan that was not favorable. It was not fluffy. And MJ. The Jordan Rules. The Jordan Rules is what the book was called, yes. And did not paint Jordan in the most favorable light. 1992 is what it was. Two? I just just double-checked. Oh, thank you. Publication date, 1992. Not not 95, 92. Which would have been right in the middle of their first repeat. Sure. Yeah. And it, it it was common knowledge that he wasn't the greatest guy. It was common knowledge that he was very hard on his teammates. You could say a bully. Let's say not the nicest guy as far as... Uh, not the nicest guy. Yeah. But um, my first question for you, Mr. Ortega. Can MJ be MJ and be a nice guy? You know, probably not. I got to say, working in this business, I think the same mentality... People have the same mentality towards being in the media. Like your Jim Rome's, your Stephen A. Smith's. You know, you're, 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 you're the guys that have been to the top, gotten to the top of the business, right? That there's a certain edge to these guys, um, and there's a certain you can't be the nicest guy, you know, to get to the top. For sure, I think that applies to a, a, a lot of things. Certainly in sports, people have said that a lot over the years. I've heard, I've heard a lot of things like that, and I think for the most part that's true. I think it's very rare you can be the nicest guy. And become the best in your sport. It's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but for the most part, most guys in, in sports, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, they're going to have an edge to them. They're going to have the mentality of what they need to do to win championships. They have to be harder on their teammates. They have to uh, just bring that edge to a team in order to 
get them mentally stronger. And I, th- that certainly is what Michael Jordan did. He was not shy about that, that he was very hard on his teammates, particularly even more on the second three-peat. Because when he came in, there was all these new cast of characters who had never won championships. Your Steve Kerr's, Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley, the former Lobo. Former Lobo. Your rookies like Scott Burrell and, uh, and, and other many other players on that team. The second three-peat, they had to do it all over again with guys that didn't win, that hadn't won at least up to that point. Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, MJ, and maybe there was another guy who, who was still around from the 91, 92, 93 season that just didn't know, that, that, that actually that did know with MJ. So, yeah, as far as he goes, yeah, not the nicest guy to teammates, very hard on people, very demanding, and uh, yeah, definitely saying he wasn't nice, wasn't the nicest guy is is, is putting it lightly. Yeah, it could be an understatement, right? <laughs> yeah, because... I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. I think if you're going to get to the upper echelon in almost any career. If you're going to get to the top of the ladder, you got to step on some people's faces. And you got to be to tough on your, you got to be tough on yourself. Too. Sure. Yeah, and you got to hold people to a higher standard. And so while he was the goat. If you're not from Cleveland and you're not from Los Angeles, the consensus is that or MJ Bo- was the best. There's some Bostonians that would claim No, Bill Russell? A cut. Yeah, probably Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Even Larry Bird. Some, the people, bird. some people put Larry Bird in that conversation, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm okay with that. Uh, he's top five, maybe top three. For, for sure, sure, top five. Yeah, for sure. So if you're going to be MJ, you have to be that guy. You have to step on some faces on the way up the ladder. You're going to have to piss some people off. But I think what sets MJ apart is he has 100% sustained success. It's not like he was a jerk and mediocre. You can't argue with the six championships. He was you a just, jerk. You just can't argue best. with that. Six and zero, oh, not just six total. Six and zero. Oh. He's not putting up Brady numbers and losing to the NFC East every time. Now, Tom Brady, does he have six championships at this point now? He got seven, he, doesn't he? he, he uh, I think he's at six now. Six, I'm, I'm six, six I'm and double. six and three. Super Bowl ring. I know he's lost three, two to the Giants and one of the Eagles, right? Yeah, he has six, he has six now. Six, six yeah. and six and three. And, um, Jordan's six and zero. Oh. And I think he's a good he's a good example comparing to Jordan. Tom Brady is someone I've seen throughout his career that you see him on the sidelines. He's hardly ever giving high fives and patting people on the bottom. But if he does hold his hand up, people miss it because he doesn't know how to give a high he, he, five. He's 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 <laughs> been su- he, yeah he's been get, yeah he's the goofiest he's, dude. He's been he's he's had a lot of goofy encounters that have been caught on camera. But no, he's a guy you're always seeing. You know, firing up the team, whether they're trailing by a lot or even if the game is close, he's still fiery and looking like he's mad. You know, to a to a certain extent yeah. that his team's not dominating. It, he's got that mentality that we've talked about. You know, like Kobe Bryant brought on the Black Mamba persona. Um, I don't think MJ ever had, and at least I I, never, I didn't hear one in the Last Dance, a, a nickname. You know that alluded to his anger and fire and demanding, you know, presence. Um, I think he was that guy you, all you the time. To, you just had to say MJ, though. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's all you had to do. Off the court, Kobe was one of the nicest dudes ever, at least from I don't know the guy. So, I mean, from what I hear, he was the nicest guy ever. Well, he's certainly someone that chilled out after he retired, for right. sure. I mean, he, he definitely had a lot of – and I, I, grew, I grew up in Southern California, so I saw Kobe with the media on a daily basis during seasons. And – 
yeah, there's plenty of times after the season, after games, I should say, yeah, he, he still had that edge to him, you know, still had that uh, cockiness to him. But that was part of, that was part of his game for sure. And, and he and he and he learned that from Michael Jordan. For yeah, sure. exactly. And Kobe said he is, his whole career was built around lots of phone calls to MJ. Right. Sure. Very, uh, very much a big brother to Kobe. Yeah, the Kobe episode was really good. The late, great Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Rip. So, yeah, I think what sets Jordan apart is, like, you know, we're talking about how hard he works. So he could always back it up. Yeah, and that's true. At practices, that was something they had so many great stories on in The Last Dance. How mean he was at practice. You know, how, how uh, demeaning he was at practice. But he was doing that while he was putting in the work himself. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the the little quote by James Worthy, and he said he was the best player for North Carolina for about a month, and then MJ when, when, when MJ when MJ had arrived, yeah, James was still the best, yeah, for a month for about a month, <laughs> and then MJ took over, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, six championships, five league MVP awards. Uh, you know, I'd he like should to... have been the MVP every year he played, just like LeBron. You could you could say that for LeBron too. Ten yeah. scoring titles, six final MVPs. And it's all because he, he had that killer instinct and he outworked everybody. I will say, and I think there was a lot of criticism to, to The Last Dance about this. I would have liked to see even more about the actual Last Dance, the last season. Sure. They did this very creative storytelling where they blended in the history of certain players, MJ, Pippen, Rodman, and then... Phil Jackson to an extent. Steve Kerr got his, I think, in one of the last episodes. That was great. They had these great storylines, you know, telling how these guys worked their way up through the ranks, and there was this great evolution of they they always had stuff on the last season, but then they in the first episode they started from the very beginning of the Bulls drafting MJ and then climbed all the way back up. It was like this linear storytelling where they 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 were working towards you know, everything being about the last season. I would have just liked to see more of the last season. I didn't really need to, you know, get a history lesson too much, but I understand why they did it. Right. I just would have liked to see more because I feel like there's there's stuff that they left out, footage-wise of practices, in the locker room, uh, even uh, MJ on the golf course. They had these this, you know, great montage of him and Ron Harper. I don't know where it was, but them on the golf course and him, you know, not missing putts, knocking down putts. Uh, I would have liked to see more of that if I have any criticism about it. That's just being a little nitpicky, but it, it was very well done, and you know, kudos to the guys that put it together. Oh, it was wildly entertaining. It was. like If if you know MJ's story and the Bulls' story from that era, you know that they went a little soft. But, I mean, that's not a surprise considering that MJ's production company was the one who put it on. Yeah. So MJ had final say in whatever happened, so he was able to – to take a dump on some of the people he didn't like as much, like Scotty got a bad rap, Horace Grant got a real bad rap. Yeah, B.J. Armstrong probably Scotty the most though, because yeah. and and most self-inflicted on his part. Scotty you know, had a little bit holding of himself redemption. out of a game. One, yeah. you know, in in one, in one episode, yeah, he was yeah. his own worst enemy. He, he was had that bad contract. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, the contract stuff, the migraine game. The, the, the contract stuff is his agent's fault, in my opinion. That's the yeah, agent's sure. job no, to you're right. get him the best deal. That's not that's not necessarily on a player. That's why they have agents. He got a little bit of redemption in the the back injury game. Showed his his toughness and his resilience. That was awesome. I mean, I mean, a great player. Uh, certainly one of the best players ever in my book. Scotty Pippen, I don't know where I'd put him in the top 15, 20, or, or whatever, but... 25, 30-ish, I would say. MJ don't win titles without Pippen. I, I, That's nope. for sure. I'd say nope. so. And vice versa, obviously. If, 
Yeah, Griffin's if, defense was the difference in his career, but he could also score all time great defensively. Yeah, no I, doubt. You it's you got to make a really good case to say that MJ isn't the greatest, but MJ MJ doesn't go six and zero without Phil Jackson, without Jerry Krause, without Scottie Pippen. I mean, look if if Jordan has like a, a squad around him like LeBron did early in his career. He's going out in the first round of the playoffs. And that's, just like and that's why it took him a while to win a title. Exactly. Was it was 84, he's when he entered the league, right? All right, we'll be back with more Last Dance, maybe some baseball, maybe who knows. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Any last words on the last dance? I got a big one. Well, I think I've said my piece on the last dance, but I'd like to think out loud what the next sports documentary, the next great, big, long, extended sports docuseries we could see. I got one more on the last dance. You got Okay, what do you got? Needed more Rodman, baby. You can never have enough Dennis Needed Rodman. Needed from those Rodman. days. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was peak Rodman. They did not even touch the surface on him. Not even even, even though there was a great story of when he wanted to take a vacation. I think it was the last season, right? He wanted to take his little yeah. Vegas vacation, and it was supposed to be two days. Right. And it lasted like five. Yeah. And MJ had to go get him. Yeah. That was a great story, but I wanted even more of it. And that's yeah. what I'm, and that's what I was alluding to in the last segment. I would have liked to just see more on the last season. They they spent a lot of time building up to it. I didn't really feel like that was necessary. I felt like most people knew what had happened. You could maybe spend one episode, you know, climbing up the the history. But I would have liked to see more of the last of the last season. More Rodman after this call. We got friend of the show Don. Good morning, Don. How goes it, buddy? Good morning, Astro Van. Good morning, guys. Morning. How bees it? I, What's on your mind, I'm, Don? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited this morning because normally I listen to your show on Saturdays on an AM FM radio at home, eating breakfast, whatnot. But today I'm on the move. I'm listening to you guys on a cricket phone on the FM side, 95.9, I believe, the sports animal. And I wanted to make history. I was telling Vital, I'm putting around the downtown area on my classic Italian Vespa motor scooter. All right. I wanted to be the first the ever Vespa. to on that the old, platform uh, to your, your recep- show this morning. And your reception is amazing, considering you're doing that. That's really good. Are you on Bluetooth right now? No, it's just a cheap Cricket phone. Man. Uh, $30 Shout out to Cricket. I need to get one of those. It sounds really good. Free advertisement for Cricket's network. Good job. Well, I don't normally do that. <laughs> I just, I'm not pleased with the service, but... Uh, can I take the claim of being the first to call? You know, think about this now, guys. You have talk shows. People call in. Truckers call in at night on the road, and people call in on their cell phones on cars. When's the last time a guy from a scooter called a talk show here? My goodness. It's gonna. It's definitely our first. The main anchor at KOB, my, my good buddy Steve Solis, does ride a scooter himself. Nice. Oh, how neat. Hey, uh, Astro Van, I want to also make history again. Also, you guys were talking about nicknames, Jordan and the basketball yeah. people. I want to officially christen a nickname on you, if I may. Try it out. Now you're in the 30s, right? You're you're in 30 years old, 35. I'm fastly approaching 40. Yes, I am. A friend of mine pointed out that in the mid 80s, and I should have remembered this. In the mid 80s, General Motors built a van called the Astro Van, the That's Astro true. Mini Van. Yep. That and is I refer true. to you as Astro Van, but the Mini part I can apply to you in stature to your friend uh, Fred. 
Now that you're in the director's chair, you don't look tiny, but I'll call you Minnie when he's around. <laughs> well, I'm a full-grown man, Don. I christen you as Astro Minivan. Okay. I, I approve. Yeah. I love it. I, uh, Great. A little, a, a little, uh, little tidbit about me here, Don. Um, I'm a ginger who grew up quite wide. I was a bigger man in my youth, oh. a wider man. And I, did, I didn't have the best teeth. So oh. I was a chubby ginger with bad teeth named Van. <laughs> so there is absolutely nothing you could throw at me that I haven't heard before. Well, I think you've made it known that you're an Astros fan as that's well. True. I mean, that's, that's yes. why he says that, because I am an Astros fan. Here. Yeah. There you go. Like yeah, that's it. a double, possibly triple on the Astro minivan, Mike. You get a chance to have the honor to call in. Good stuff, Don. Thanks for hey, I've got me. a history here. One more thing. I can start this little scooter live. 40-year-old Vespa. Oh, please do. Oh, oh, please. Okay, key on, gas on, choke <laughs> off. I got a hot engine. It should go on the first kick. Here we go. Wait a sec. Here we are. Oh, I'll wow. I'll be getting back on the AM, or rather the FM dial on the sports animal as I take off, and thank you for making history with me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate you, Don. See you next week. Don Mon. That, that's a cool little reb. He's the best, dude. I don't, think he, I don't think he has a scooter. I think he just started his weed eater in his front yard. I believe him. Yeah. I, used to, I used to have a Vespa, and they're, uh, they got guts. I mean, they're one yeah. of those stronger you know, mo- motor scooters that you see around town. If you're a Grand Theft Auto on PlayStation guy, that's a that kitty, Fagio. That kitty had a little purr to it. Yeah, man, so I needed way more Rodman out of this series. He had way more crazy antics, way more entertaining stuff. Yeah. It didn't really – because, okay, so him and Phil Jackson had a deal. And oh, that, yeah. d- that had deal – They had an understanding. They had an understanding, and it wasn't really exposed until the Vegas trip that he took advantage of it. But there's so many great Rodman stories that they didn't chime in on. But I, I know I think mostly focused on MJ, mostly focused on the court. But, uh, you know, even – um. During the series against the Jazz, where he just shows up on TV with Hulk Hogan, they didn't say, like, two nights ago, he flew to Vegas on a billionaire's private jet and partied with the Smashing Pumpkins and no sleep played in the next day, next, the game the next day and got 18 rebounds. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff so I needed much. to cover. So, yeah. there, there are sports documentaries on Rodman himself, though. Oh, I got to check them out. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's good ones. Now, you posed a really cool question, Brandon. What should be the next great sports doc? Yeah, I, it's, it's tough because I've, I've heard people would like to see, like, the Warriors or, like, the Patriots, you know, teams that have recent dynasties that have been going on. Um, I'm going to go probably a little unexpected because he was in this doc already. I would love to see one on Phil Jackson. He's an interesting guy. He's such an interesting really dude. Really interesting guy. He is a one-of-a-kind I mean, a lot of people forget that he was a great player himself. He was a lunch pail sort of guy, hard nosed, diving on the floor, a real hustler. Uh, back in I think it was in the seventies, he was he was yeah. that's where he was his playing days winded up. I would love to see a documentary on him because you got your your Bull stuff, you got your Lakers, yeah, you know that he had he won five championships, five with. more after that, right. I'd love to see one on Phil Jackson. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, he's an absolute wizard, and he was always in the right place at the right time. A lot of stuff of him of him, of him in Montana. So, that would be cool to see. 
ESPN heard what you said about Tom Brady, and they are producing a nine-part documentary series on Tom Brady's Super Bowl runs. See, I'd like to see that when he when he's really done playing, though. He's not done playing yet. He's right. gonna, he's going to play at least a couple years in Tampa. I think he'll get one with Tampa. They're they're loaded. Ooh, I don't know. I don't they're know. They're loaded. They're they're definitely loading up for sure. Um, I would put in the and just in the NFC alone, I, I'd put a handful of teams above them. But they're I think they'll make the playoffs. I could see that happening. Vital, anyway. if you could have a documentary on any sports story, what would it be? Well, um, that we haven't seen yet. I think we've had uh, some, I think 30-30, but I, I would love to see Muhammad Ali. Something Ooh, dumb on him. Yeah. Or how about Larry Bird? You know, Larry, oh, Larry, 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 did you guys see the one, Bird and Magic? Grade. Did you guys see that on that HBO? Was, that yes. Oh, HBO. that's probably my favorite. That was really good. Um, so good. But HBO does it right. You know, success stories and just, you know, I I mean, the Tom Brady thing, you're right. I mean, wait until you retire. Make it 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. Because look how long we had to wait for the yeah. Bulls. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Forever. So, I, but, but Muhammad Ali, you know, or George Foreman or something. And I'm not a boxing fan when I say that, but yeah. greatness, you know. Right. Well, he transcended sports. Yeah. Great movie on him, Will Smith. That's probably yeah. that's, that's, peak, great, that's peak Will Smith that, that right was there, cool, right? Yeah, and Will, yeah. He was uh still in the big Willie style era, I think. Winding, I winding that down a little bit. Desperately want to see a very in-depth documentary on a very unknown baseball player. Mm. Vital, do you know who Rube Waddell is? Okay. Never heard of Rube Rube Waddell. Born 1876, died 1914. So he's an old-timey, floppy hat, tiny leather glove baseball player. He is probably one of the craziest people all time to make it to the upper echelon of professional sports. He was a a very special man, and I mean that in the uh, intended way. Very special. He would uh, chase fire trucks. There's a really good uh, podcast called The Dollop. The Dollop. Uh, you know, check it out, and they have a really good episode on Rube Waddell. It's absolutely hilarious. But he like he loves puppies and fire trucks, and uh, interesting <laughs> so, mix. Yeah, so he would like bring puppies to the game and play with the puppy during the game, and then give it away to a kid after oh the game. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! And like he really wanted to be a fireman, the, but he wasn't smart enough to be a fireman. He could only play baseball, and like whenever he would hear a fire truck, he would just get up and run out of the stadium and chase the fire truck. Like, try to get a ride from him. The biggest challenge with putting his documentary together is just the fact that it was from that far, you know, yeah. uh, of times, and yeah. you don't have a lot of footage. No. Nope. Even photos that right. are hard to come by, so you're going to have to do a lot of reenactments right. of his of his antics, for yeah. sure. But that sounds interesting. I could see, like, Seth Rogen, like, playing him or somebody like that. What a docu-series. <laughs> That'd be so good. How about a docu-series with the Dallas Cowboys during the uh, Jimmy Johnson That's a era? good one. I, oh, I, man. Yeah. That's a, there hasn't really been one. There's, that would be really good. Like, NFL Films has certainly done sure. their fair share of throwbacks the with drama them and a lot of interviews. Or Showtime, the Lakers, right? Just Yeah, Showtime, drama. Lakers. I could see that. The dynasties that had drama, too. Bill, Bill Russell and the Celtics in his run. Yeah. That would be, be really good. That would be fun. I'll, I'll drop another Rube Waddell story. If you guys, listeners, you should check him out. He's got so many hilarious stories. I heard this one from Tim Kirchin. I don't know if this is true. Who was in Albuquerque recently uh, supporting Lobo Baseball before the season started. He has cool? the last two years. Yeah, how, how awesome is that? And that's really cool. He's like one of my favorite people in the history of baseball. But uh, he said, um, so people 
when they used to travel in baseball before baseball started like turning a real profit, you'd have to sleep together in hotel rooms. And when I say together, two dudes had to sleep in the same bed. Yeah. To cover cost. Tough times. And another player, one of his teammates, had it written into his contract that Rube Waddell couldn't eat animal crackers in bed if he was going to be his roommate. Nice. Isn't that hilarious? That's like wow. my fiance and sunflower seeds. I'm not oh, allowed yeah. to eat sunflower <laughs> seeds in the No seeds in the bed? Hard, a hard pass on that one for my fiance. All right, well, we come back. More sports, maybe. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon. You're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. There's no Fred today. Not yet. We'll get a little taste of him later. The lines are open. 505-246-0610. Do you miss Fred? Do you want to talk about your missing connection to Fred? Are you going to put it in the alibi? Where's Fred? Hashtag free Fred. Vital, you missing him yet? I think you're having fun with your boys, aren't you? Uh, I have fun with you guys, but uh, Fred's always a character. So. Uh, yep. so what's the new normal for you, Brandon, Mr. Ortega? Slowly creeping up to 100,000 deaths, 1.6 and counting cases of old Uncle Corvid sweeping across the nation. Should we quarantine? Should we go back? This isn't the show to cover that. What do you miss? What yes. do you miss most? It's certainly things that I haven't been doing that I was doing before is just like playing sports with people outside of disc golf. You, <laughs> you and Fred were kind enough to invite me weeks ago to play some disc golf, which is a good social distancing sport. It's the best. Because you, you, know, you can keep your distance and uh, you don't got to walk side by side to go to your discs. Uh, I miss playing basketball with people. You know, I miss playing golf. Uh, which is just now back, but uh, you can, it's so hard to get a tea time now, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I definitely miss playing sports people. I miss um, going to the games, obviously. I miss going to the Isotopes games. and That's my big one. And, and you know, and in town, New Mexico United uh, had a great first season attendance-wise uh, and just in, in general. And, um, yeah, I miss seeing the, the crazy fans they have at Isotopes Park. Speaking uh, of New Mexico sport, United, we got a ex-Lobo and current... United star Chris Weehan coming up at the 8 o'clock hour. So, yeah, man, I agree, dude. It's the outdoor stuff where, I mean, hey, if we try to play basketball right now and you give me social distancing, I'm draining threes on you all day, homie. Yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I definitely miss playing sports and live sports in particular, seeing them in person because, yeah, we're missing the current games, you know, of the, of the NBA and the MLB and the NHL and everything else that was going on. Uh, on TV, but you are getting the replays right now, and I don't know. I definitely miss the just the live atmosphere more than sure. anything, and, and that's a big part of our job. You know, is is going to games, absolutely, you know, and being yeah, and being in the middle of all that. You know, I'm a huge baseball dork. Of course, you are. So, except for getting to see my family whenever I want, it's baseball games. I miss day baseball games like no one's business. What's your What's your snack at a Go to snack at a baseball game. Well, it depends. 
Um, if I'm going to have an oat soda, a little tall cold beer, I'm doing beer and peanuts. I'm classic. Peanuts, and uh, peanuts are solid at at a baseball game. For well, sure. You know, you know, I'm a, a a hippie vegetarian, so I'll do a veggie dog with some uh, onion and green chili on it, a little bit of mustard. Mm-hmm. They I, have uh, those? yeah. I'm a, do they have veggie dogs? They do. Yeah, they oh, got I veggie dogs. There's that, veggie everything now. Yeah, sometimes veggie brats, which are phenomenal. Interesting. Yeah, really good. Did so yeah, know? a dog, a dog, and a diet coke or. Peanuts and beer. I grew up on sunflower seeds. I prefer seeds. peanuts and beer, though. Yeah, so that's my jam. I'm big on sunflower seeds for sure. Sure. And when I'm watching a game and not working. Yeah. Yeah, sunflower seeds are great. Yeah, if I'm not having a beer, I'll have some sunflower seeds. Just the regular, though. I don't really branch out to like the ranch or the barbecue or the flavors. Yeah, I'm my, more, uh, more of a standard sunflower seed guy. My lady friend uh, likes all the weird flavors of sunflower seeds. Yeah? I'm just a regular lightly salted yeah. guy. Yeah. I had a. I'm basic. We had a road trip. Same. When it comes to sunflower seeds, I'm very basic. But when uh, we went and picked up a new puppy, we got a little mini cockapoo. I know I showed you pictures like a proud dad. You got, you got three amigos now. In the house. Yeah, we're a three dog house now. So um, she bought salted caramel sunflower seeds. Wow. For the ride there. What do those smell like? <laughs> they smell like science. <laughs> they smell like a laboratory. They're so delicious for like. Is she just like throwing them on the ground, or she have like a cup that she's throwing them in? Oh, we're cups in the car. We're, we're cups. Yeah, I did that on a little road trip recently. Yeah, we're yeah, cup. We're little, cup spitters. Cup. As yeah. you should, just spit on the ground if, like if a you're maniac. Not, if you're not an animal. It's not yeah. a Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a West Texas say, I miss, bar. I miss Texas Roadhouse. Throwing I, I peanuts. I that real quick. Yeah, yeah. We we had that to go, but it's not the same. No, never is. Not the same. The uh. The rolls there, though. Oh, Dude, get out of here. What, my son is a roll fanatic. They're so good. Oh, my goodness. He can't get enough of them. I don't even eat there. I just get the rolls. Yeah. The rolls and a beer. Yeah, like, um, I've got some old hobbies back. And uh, like you mentioned, disc golf. I really enjoy disc golf now. It's an easy thing to get out with a couple buddies and social distance and get some exercise and yeah. some sun. And if anyone out there is looking for something else to do outdoors, I mean, you can get a bundle of disc golfs, so you only really need three. You can get get three for fifteen bucks online, and like golf clubs, you know, you got to spend hundreds of bucks to get a sure a decent set. So right. that's that's affordable right there. And yeah, social distancing, which is the the main thing we got to do, be doing right now. You could do that outside yep. with with disc golf. Yeah, my big three are seeing my family whenever I want. Yeah, day baseball games and concerts. Oh, concerts. The Foo big... Fighters would have been here a Missed couple months ago, Fighters. and that got at least that got postponed. They didn't get all out canceled. Right. They're supposed to be here in December at Santa Ana Star Center. Allegedly. Which we all got ticks to. Knock on wood. Where's some wood? There's some wood. Yeah. See please, you soon. Please, please, please. See you in a few months, Foo Fighters. Yes. Yeah, I mean, besides that, I, I kind of like the new normal. I kind of like the way things are slowed down. I kind of like the way that people are more appreciative for the small things. I think the uh, interaction, the interaction with people, I think that's been taken away to a certain extent. The isolation can be a killer if you don't know how to deal with it right. There's been reports that mental health has been an issue during this pandemic. Sure. Yeah, that's going to be really bad. I mean, I, I work in mental health, and I'm already, I'm already seeing it. There was a nice little Goldilocks zone where everyone liked it universally, but now it's really hard on some people. Yeah, I feel like in the mental health realm— if you were having mel- mental health issues before this, that they only got heightened, just, be- just because of the stress going sure. on in your on your mind for right. sure. 
Absolutely. So we'll be back at the 8 o'clock hour with New Mexico United's yeah. Chris Weehan. You, you've met him before. Good dude. Southern California native, former Lobo. Just an all-around awesome guy. Was he part of that 2006 or 2004 Final Four team? The no, I, th- I think he was in the the later two, uh, side of the, the first uh, 2000s, uh, like before 2010. Oh, I gotta okay. look that up. Yeah, yeah I he, was trying to remember when. <laughs> no, that's, I think he's a little older than that. He's a really good. Oh, sorry, player. a little younger than that. And did he coach be- before getting back to playing, or he just... no? He went straight into MLS and, and USL playing right away. Uh, oh, he, he was in the MLS. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's 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 delved in both the MS, uh, MLS and USL. Yeah, awesome player and an MLS caliber player still. Um, and one of the captains of the team. So yeah, he's a good. Looking leader. forward to our conversation with him. He's an awesome yeah, guy. Stoked, stoked. And a player that. and a player representative for uh, for United and in the uh, players association which which they we have will talk labor. about cuz they have a, they have yeah, a la- labor, having, labor dispute going yeah. on right now with player wages so that's yeah. what we got to talk about with them too. I'm excited to hear his take on that. Yeah. Cuz you you told me about that and I had no idea what yeah, was very, going very on. Very smart gentleman. Yeah, look, looking forward Good. to talking talking with him about that. Also at the 8:30 segment we have Isaac Valley Flag, former UFC strike force fighter. Very interesting guy, overcame some really tough obstacles and he'll uh he'll tell you all about it at the 8 30 hour and uh we got our buddy fred fred slow host of abq central you're listening to dave and busters presents abq central live from the abq act studio powered by new mexico pinion coffee on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal it is the eight o'clock hour one hour in the books. One more to go. Just the best show ever? I think so. I think you'd think so, too. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion, and you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're Fredless today, but in Fred's stead... We have super host, best reliever in the biz, already substituted for me once, substituting for Fred today, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega. What's up, boys? Welcome. And we got we got a, an awesome dude waiting right now. Can you believe it? We got two great guests today, three if you count Fred. On the line, we got Chris Weehan, former Lobo and current... New Mexico United superstar. Good morning, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Quite Thanks pleasant, for coming. Pleasant, pleasant surprise that Brandon's on too. I, did you know that, Chris, coming in? You didn't know? I, I didn't. I did not know that. I don't think Jessica knew either. So we're, we're, we're all <laughs> we're all surprised. Surprise, surprise, Chris. It's great to it's great to be talking with you. I talked with Sam Hamilton, your teammate, just a few days ago to talk about what's going on with you guys. And for those of you who don't know, the USL and the Players Association of the USL are in a negotiation right now about player wages decreasing. You are one of the player representatives, along with Sam and Dev Ham- Dev Sandoval. So let, let's just go with that right off the bat, Chris. Where are you guys right now? There's been two rounds of negotiations. Where are you guys with the latest one so far? Yeah, so there was um, a meeting last night between the league and the Players Association. Um, the details of that, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that um, the league, um, I think, is cordial 
is, is being a little bit more cordial now. Um, we'll, we'll have a meeting tomorrow night as the Players Association to take the next step forward on our end. So, you know, these, these talks are, are long, and um, they're tired some in a way. You know, I, I, I wish I was tired from playing a lot of games right now, but I'm tired from a lot of, a lot of Zoom calls. Um, much different. I wasn't expecting it to be like this, but, um, you know, it is what it is, and we're trying to move forward and stay strong and play our part in, in this and, and hopefully come out uh, um, better for everyone. It's been almost two complete weeks since you guys have been back training, which is awesome, in, in small group sessions, but still back on the field in some form. Has the player negotiations at all, at least for you, been distracting? or are, Is some of your attention from training and just being at home being taken up by what's going on right now? Yeah, it has. Um, the The training has been awesome, by the way. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been um, just really good to be back on the field with some of my teammates uh, and just enjoying playing playing soccer again. You know, it's hard it's hard to prepare for anything right now. There's not a game on the weekend we're preparing for, but we're just enjoying being back out there. These these talks have, have you know made it made it a little bit difficult, but you know. I think what I've been putting in perspective is these talks are coming from the leagues, from the USL themselves, and they're not coming from our owners or um, anything that has to do with New Mexico United right now. So, um, no, everyone's staying positive and continuing to do our part on the field for uh, for New Mexico United and, and play our part in this. And, and ultimately this comes down to a, a players versus league situation. Hey, Chris, thanks for coming on this morning. Um, Brandon's asking you all these fancy, important sports journalism questions. I want to know about you. How did you get from SoCal to UNM to New Mexico United? What's your story, buddy? Yeah, so uh, I'll try and do it quick. I played um, ODP, Olympic Development Program, in Southern California. I was fortunate to make a, that team out there. It's tough in Southern California. There's a lot of talent, and um, I always thought I would. It was always a dream to play in college, and I always thought I'd stay in California. There's so many good college soccer programs out there, and, and I thought for sure I would I would land at one of those. And, and you know, it just you know things aligned themselves in a way. And, and New Mexico recruited me, and they recruited me really honestly and really openly and, and hard. And and it was a no brainer. By the time I visited uh, UNM, I, I flew home. That Sunday and that Sunday afternoon, I was calling uh, Coach Fishbein, telling him that I was uh, committing to come to the University of New Mexico. So that was that was a, a easy decision, and, and you know it was it was hard moving away from home, but it was I had you know some of my best years playing soccer were at UNM for sure, and and then uh, didn't get drafted into the MLS and, and landed in Reno, Nevada, playing for USL team out there. Had a really good uh, rookie year, and then um, moved up to the San Jose Earthquakes. Played a year in the MLS. It was a great experience, and then um, after that, uh, landed with New Mexico United, and then uh, now on my second year here. Got to give a shout out to Coach Fish for bringing in the the great Chris Weehan to Albuquerque with the Lobos years ago, uh, who's with us right now on the on ABQ Central. Chris, I, I got to say the best thing that came out of you going to UNM, in my opinion. You met your future wife, who is now your wife, Holly, who is a track superstar with the Lobos back when you got here to play soccer. What's the newlywed life like for you guys? You guys just got married not that long ago. How, how's she doing? Yeah, she's doing really well. Thanks for asking. You know, we're we're super thankful right now that um, that we're going through this together. I think if we were going through this 
because we did two years of long distance while I was chasing around a soccer ball in this crazy profession. And we're super thankful that, one, we got married when we did because it's so sad to see all the weddings and all the people that are having to cancel events because of of uh, coronavirus right now. And so we're, we're really thankful for that. And we're both have jobs and, and, and we're hanging in there. We're doing really well. She's a medical sales rep now, so she's working working hard right now and getting prepared for a lot of surgeries coming up. So, But she's doing really well. Fantastic. Yeah, so Brandon and I were just talking about how much we miss sports and how much we miss especially watching live sports at Isotope Stadium, specifically New Mexico United. So we have all this extra free time. So we're wondering what you've been doing with all your free time. I heard you're a golfer. I am. I am. I uh, really enjoy playing golf. It's it's one of those sports that I that I feel like I've pushed myself. Um, you know, growing up playing soccer, you know, I learned so much and had to, you know, work through with different coaches and and, and different. You know, it taught me a lot about life. And then golf came, and, and you know, the same thing. It's something that I've taken a passion for, and. and done it myself and I've never taken a lesson or anything and I, and I've pushed myself in this sport and I've learned a lot. Um, so that's absolutely something I love to do with this little bit extra free time. Thankfully the courses are opening up now. So, uh, I'll be back out there. Hopefully you'll see me out there a little bit more now that all the courses are open. When was the last time you got to play? What did you shoot? Um, I played UNM, uh, championship course on, um, uh, week ago Friday, so I haven't played in about a week. I think I shot in, like, the low 80s. Dude, um, that's a tough this court. Guy, this guy. Dude, this guy. We would kill for that. Come on. I'm a, I'm a break 100 guy. I do a lot of hacking. I, I, I do, I've been doing so much hacking. I've played four rounds since they opened back up and I already got golfer's elbow. i got to, like, yeah. chill out a little yeah. bit. What's your strongest part of your <laughs> game, Chris? Are you a short game guy? You, uh, you, you long off the tee? No, I'm not very long off the tee. Um, I spent a lot of time around the greens. I think my chipping's gone really well. Uh, my irons, I think, are my best part of my game. Solid. My approach shot into the green. The, one of the few times, I think the only time I've seen Chris outside of a New Mexico United game, practice, or interview, he was on a golf course at a Royal Del Oso chipping. So that makes sense because he, he's, <laughs> right. he's, he's putting it in the practice you know, even if he's not playing around, he's getting out just chipping and working on that short game. That's great to hear, Chris. Sweet. I'm playing Arroyo tomorrow. Oh, lucky. So, uh, Chris, we want to get sports back as fast as possible. We really want to see you guys again. We want to, to cover this city in black and yellow again while keeping everybody safe. What's the biggest obstacles you guys are facing to, to getting New Mexico United back? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I think um... – you know, through all these negotiations, you know, one thing is as been clear, and it's been our message as players, is that um, we want to play. You know, we want we want to play games, but it comes down to the to the authorities and the, the powers above us, and, and whether they decide that that's safe or not, um, whether that's your state governors or um, the CDC or whoever it is that's making these decisions. So. Uh, we think as players that, that we're ready to play as soon as they say it's safe. And, you know, I think certainly our owners, and I'd imagine a lot of owners around the league, want to play games as well. Um, I just think logistically finding out what's going to make sense, whether it's traveling to a central location or whether it's traveling 
um, to a, a game close by, whether you're playing El Paso and Phoenix and Colorado Springs, teams like that a bunch, we're not really sure. Um, I can't really answer what's the biggest obstacle right now. Um, just hopefully that as leagues start to open up around, around the world, that uh, we can do the same and we can open up safely and, and um, as soon as possible because we, we would love to be out as quickly as we can. So once you guys get through the player wage negotiations, and hopefully that is done much sooner than later, once that is done, Chris, how much input do you, at least to your knowledge, will the Players Association have with where you guys can play? Will you guys be a part of that decision-making, whether you guys go to a regular traveling schedule or just going to one hub? That's a good question. I don't actually know how much we'll play into that decision like I said, I think those are the decisions. And that's kind of where we've been trying to figure out. And it's been a big topic of conversation between the players is, hey, with all these things that they're negotiating, they're offering, it almost gives you the sense that they're canceling the season, you know? So we're, we've, been, we've been pushing that end of it, saying, hey, you know, do you guys already have your mind made up? You're just not telling us. And... Um, their message has been, no, no, you know, we want to play a season as well. So both sides are saying that they want to play a season. Um, whenever we do come to an agreement, I don't know how much we'll play into whether, um, you know, the Players Association has a say in that decision or not. I'm, I'm not sure on that. Gotcha. So loyal listeners, whether you're a hardcore fan in the curse or you're a passive fan whose kid just threw a bumper sticker on their car – if you need some updates or you need some new swag, go to NewMexicoUTD.com. That's NewMexicoUTD.com. You need some updates on what's going on with the, the crew. The best, the best kits in the business, by the way. Oh, absolutely. The I got, hey, look what I'm wearing right yeah, now, yeah, Brandon. Fans rocking a United shirt as we speak, Chris. I got looks, my looks United good. shirt on oh, right awesome. now just for you guys. So, hey, everybody, former Lobo, New Mexico United star, Chris Weehan. Really appreciate you coming on today, buddy. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate all your support and, and having our back. And, and certainly uh, thank you to the Curse and, and all of our fans that, are, that have been outspoken for us players. We, we really appreciate the support. Thanks for getting up with us, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. All right, talk to you guys soon. Have a good day. Bye. Man, what a dude. Solid man. SoCal guy, man. Why are we doing He could come here and sit in the chair and do this better than I us. Could, I could see him in broadcasting. I, like, no no joke. He yeah. could be a broadcaster if he wanted to do it. Yeah, he's a very well-spoken guy. Great to have him on. And uh, also big uh, big shout-out to Jessica Campbell, uh, media from New Mexico United, for setting that up for us. Really appreciate that. When we come back, we got Fredo, Manfred Slow co-host of ABQ Central, chiming in from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Another shout-out to Chris Weehan, New Mexico United, ex-Lobo. Did a great job last segment. Really appreciate having him on. Yeah, that was awesome. And stay tuned. Next segment, we got Isaac Valley Flag, former UFC and Strike Force fighter, local Burqueño.
going to have a good segment with him. But now we're blessed with the presence of Manfred Slow, co-host of ABQ Central on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Fred. How's St. Louis? What's up, bud? More people have called me Manfred in the last week than in the last three years since <laughs> I've been back here so in is, St. Louis. Is that Van's fault? No, it just He's back it was home. like you know. It was, I mean, it's my legal name. You know, it's like my my whatever name. <laughs> oh, I but like about that. Yeah, no, no one uses it anywhere else in my life except when I'm within like this county that I'm currently in. So, uh, so I'm back being Manfred for one week. So, okay. Well, besides, besides watching Game Six of the 2011 World Series over and over and over and over again, what you been doing, buddy? Uh, I mean, it, it's about the food, right? I mean, I'm um, toasted raviolis and pork steaks and gooey butter cakes and 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 cracker style pizza and and slingers and horseshoes and St. Paul sandwich. I mean, I'm just getting fat. That's all I'm doing. I was nice. gonna say, it sounds like he's eating very healthy. <laughs> nice. Mix yeah, a no, mix went, a salad went, in there. I went and got a breakfast sandwich the other day, and the the gal at the the breakfast sandwich counter she says, uh, "You want hot sauce with this?" And I knew I wasn't in the Southwest anymore. Ah, I knew they didn't yeah, ask for green not chili. A salsa, not a salsa option. Are you at least getting steps in? Are you at least getting some form of exercise, bud? It's literally it's the only way because um, you know everyone's so social distanced here to where um, the handful of people have reached out. You know, and I get like really threatening people reaching out, to, like former radio guys or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, if I don't see you before I leave, you know, I'm coming to Albuquerque and I will kill you." Um, so yeah, we'll we'll go like. Uh, I don't know, the, the, the track or the walking or whatever. We got this beautiful bluff line. Uh, played a little disc golf, which was good. Enjoyed that. Um, I know you guys obviously went on at length about that a little bit earlier. Um, but the thing is, we have 90% humidity here, so I've just been showering a lot. Oof. Oof. How was, uh, how was the reception when you came back home, Fred? Uh, a lot of people you owed money to, like asking for their <laughs> asking for their money back or... How's that working? Well, if, if you're not aware, listener, because maybe you you don't follow us at Talk ABQ, but I did, uh, I like documented my day on the train, right? Like I took the Amtrak out, which I had never done before. So I'm, I put together like this big production about it. So when I got to town, all of the greetings I got were, tell me more about the train. So, so <laughs> apparently no one in the Midwest is taking the train anywhere because like no one had a clue about it. So yeah, so I, I would say my reception, was me being just like a commercial for the beautiful people at Amtrak. Amtrak America. Go Amtrak. He gave them plenty of like, uh, 20, go, 24 hour train ride. Go right? Amtrak.com. Friend, friend of the show, Amtrak. It was a full, full yeah. it was a full day on the train, right? All together, right? It was. Yeah, it was uh, I got on at noon last Saturday right after the show and then I got off at like 1 p.m. Central, so wherever that works out to be. And uh yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, and for real, I mean, I'm not telling you guys what to do in your life, but if you do have like a prolonged journey, God, it was mellow. It was just super mellow. It was uh, in beautiful, just landscapes from, and you know, I, I'm three years in New Mexico. You're a couple of years there now, Brandon, Van, you're from wherever you're from. But like <laughs> just seeing like the Santa Fe Trail and, and the beautiful like foothills and, and the Rocky Mountains and the Kisses in the Colorado it was a really cool experience. Enjoyed it a lot. Um, would I do it again? I'd do it with the boys. You know, I don't know if I'd do it solo because, like, you know, you can only watch so many movies once the sun sets. But, yeah, with the boys, I think it would be really good. 
Yeah, we. Uh, I took that same train, but I went west with it to Flagstaff, and we had wildly different experiences. I it, my train was shoulder to shoulder, and a bunch of us ended up in the bar car and shut it down. You were almost by yourself on the train. How many yeah, how many I children were on, were on the ride, Fred? How many children did you see? Because I got a two year old. I can't be taking a two year old on a twenty four hour train ride. Well, here's the thing: I didn't see anyone. Yeah. Like there was like eight cars. But there was like six passengers. Like I had an entire car to myself. Yeah, it's like a private train. Yeah, and yeah, there was just there was no one around. <laughs> and then also, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I yeah, I was like uh, the only one riding train because like I wanted to. You could tell everyone yeah. else on the train was there because <laughs> it was like their only option in life. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm here by choice. The thing that you consider necessity, I consider a luxury. Like right. it was. But also, like, I'm the weird dude shooting a day documentary, you know, like, flexing with my AirPods in as I go up and down the train, like, talking about just how much fun I'm having. And these people are, like, you know, traveling across the country for a funeral or something. You know, so it was, like, uh, different energy. I make wildly harsh judgments about that guy that you're describing when I see him in public. Big question. How is, yeah, the, how a- is, how is the Internet on, on these things? You getting Wi-Fi? You getting anything? I have just recently learned that Albuquerque is the only place in the country without 5G. Like, Uh, I'm in the middle of Kansas in the middle of the night, and I got 5G all day. Like, Mm -hmm. Albuquerque needs to figure it out. Well, it's because we have got that mountain in the way. Kansas doesn't have any hills. The Internet can just go straight across. Interesting. Hey, you know what you did joke about briefly earlier was uh, me watching Game 6 of the 2011 World Series, the greatest story ever told. Mm. Debatable. Debatable. I've I found my new niche, guys. I found my new like re love for sports. So what I did was I met up with like some of the young bloods that used to work for me in, in my other walk of life, and they're young adults now. They're in like their early twenties. Anyways, Game Six of the 2011 World Series, the greatest story ever told, occurred you know some nine years ago, and these kids watched it when they were ten years old. And I tell you, there's nothing that is more fun that I've ever experienced. Than rewatching like sporting events with like young adults that don't know the outcome. Vital, like, can, can, we, can we go to break the, early, Vital? I'm, fall, <laughs> I'm, fall, I'm falling asleep over here. You're like the Mister Rogers oh of the same. No, I'm messing with you, buddy. That's amazing. Like we we had this talk the so, other day. So good to just watch some kids like enjoy it the way you did when you were a kid. It was I don't know. I just I had a blast with. It. So there you go. So there's how I'm gonna encourage you guys to watch like reruns of sports. Watch it with someone who hasn't seen it yet and watch them. That's key. Like, That's true. Yeah. If someone hasn't seen it, yeah, and didn't watch it when it first aired, that 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 would be a whole other experience. A thing that I talk about ad nauseum, as you know, Fred, is the wire. And every time I get to yeah. show someone else the wire, <laughs> I get to watch it for the first time. I haven't seen it and I'm and it's been on my list for a while. Oh my god, start, come over. I want to watch you I watch have to it. Just start yeah, just 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 so we can have something to watch with. Watch it together. I'm down to do. That. I don't even. I don't even watch the television. I watch the person watching it to see their reactions. I, I know that that cast <laughs> is pretty stellar. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Fredo, what do you what are, what are you going to do to take up the rest of your time while you're there? Any big plans? Yeah, Missouri is doing like a soft open this weekend, so um, oh, I think we're going to take advantage of the the holiday and maybe go down and and float a river and and try to grab some sense of normality um so we'll do that that'll be good I'll, me and my my boys here and we'll take a couple of our buds with us and drink those down and 
and I think it'll be a good little weekend. So um, I don't know outdoorsy stuff. I guess that's the answer. There's a uh, you know there's no baseball. There's no you know there's no barbecues. You can't park ten cars in front of anyone's house. So I think we're going to try to to get out on the river and, and play a little bit, and then and then make my way back to the five oh five next week and and back to normality. Are you coming back next week? I, I heard I heard rumors that you might stay a little longer. <laughs> the with the way it's set up now, I mean, Southwest will just let you fly whenever you want. Sweet. So, yeah, maybe they're paying so, people to fly. Well, I'm sure yeah, somebody a- out here misses you. We uh, we put out we put out a call to action earlier five zero five two four six zero six ten. Call and give us your thoughts on Fred. Do you miss him? Are you glad he's gone? Are you worried about him? But he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's in St. Louis hanging out with his peeps. Stay away from the strip every, clubs in East St. Louis, all right? Well, and here's and by town knows, like, like East St. Louis is where I stomp around at. Like, it's not the safest place on earth by any means. Like, when, when the train crosses in East St. Louis and you have to wait at the crossing, you turn around and go the other way. Like that's how unsafe it is here, <laughs> and like, uh, and and that part sucks. But no, yeah, as long as I survive here, I'll come back a better man. Nice. Well, I'm glad you had some time to call in, buddy. We do miss you. Oh, that's kind. Of, yeah, I've jokes, been jokes, parties. not uh, with, Brandon, jo- jokes, notwithstanding, we actually do miss you. Oh, Brandon, you're a stellar dude. You do such a good job. Uh, I know we're about to work on something outside of the show, so I'm excited about that. So get ready. For us and uh, disc golf, so the the world is our oyster as soon as I get back. Yeah, buddy, you stay safe out there, man. All right, see you Love soon. Thank you to Fred Slow taking out the time from his uh, family vacation to give us a call. That's what here. it's all about for him. Yeah, I seen the fam, man. I I would do anything to take my son to go see his grandma. You know, at, we got one in California and one in Florida. We just can't go right now. You just you know, we're not there yet. So he's he's Damn. he's he's fortunate he could just. Jump up and go like that. I, w- I would do that in a heartbeat if I were yep. him. I was supposed to see my family this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and I have to push it back a little more for safety. So when we come back, UFC fighter and Burkenio, Isaac Valley flag, come to tell us some stories. See you after the break. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by by New Mexico Pinon on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Burke. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon. Hey, Brandon. What's up, man? Our friends at New Mexico Pinon like to sponsor a little segment for us where we either support a local charity, a local event, cover a local story. Or this week, in this case, we're going to cover a local person. And that person is with us on the line right now. We have ex-UFC Strike Force, Bare Knuckle Championship, you name it, fighter and Albuquerque resident, Isaac Valley Flag. Good morning, buddy. How's it going? morning how are you guys doing doing real man doing great excited to have you on man real real yeah i'm excited to be on uh it's a little bit kind of heading to work a little bit early but it's uh it's good to be with you guys yeah i figured you're a you're still on a saturday that's what's up yeah i'm used to it i figured you'd be used to it i just assumed that you've ran two miles and you worked out and you did an hour on the ground already 
No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of sleeping in on the weekends. Oh, I nice. I don't like to get up early. Early mornings are not the greatest thing on the weekends. I don't have to. So, Isaac, how did you get to Albuquerque? You're from Michigan, right? Right. Yeah, I'm from Michigan originally, and, and uh, I had a buddy who had moved out here named Tate Fletcher, and and uh, and he he kind of came out, and I was not doing a whole lot in Michigan at the time, and wanted to change the scenery to the mountains, so I just kind of followed him out here. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I had a little pre-interview interview uh, with you a couple days ago. I wanted to touch base on the story, and because uh, we're going to talk about a couple spicy items here. And I got a little factoid from you that I had no idea about, is you didn't start in UFC until you were 20. Yeah, I started training jiu-jitsu at like 20 or, 20 or so, and so kind of kind of an old guy in the sport. Uh, and it was luckily at a time when you could still get away with being being a little bit older and starting off. Now like, these young guys are, are starting at like you know six or seven years old and, and just killing it. So I'm glad I started when I did. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, less uh, less concussions, less CTE. The later you start, right? Yeah, I guess so, man. I'm still uh, my brain is still a little bit beat up from from all the punches, but uh, I guess a little bit less. Yeah, usually we got these kids like doing karate, jujitsu, you know, wrestling, and that's how they segue into UFC. But you got a late start. How did uh did you just get a hunger for it one day? How did you get into mixed martial arts? Uh, yeah, so. I always kind of grew up uh, being a little, little rambunctious and fighting a little bit back in Michigan, and then uh, when uh, when I and then I saw the first UFCs, and when when I uh, I kind of fell in love with them right away, and then several years later, when I moved down here, uh, I had the opportunity to start doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which which was kind of like the the big thing at the time, you know, Hoist Gracie was killing it in the UFC, and and uh, and there was a guy who had just come up from Brazil named Alberto Crane, uh, who lived in Santa Fe, but he had been training in Brazil, and uh, I was lucky enough to kind of fall in with him and start training. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I've seen you, you've trained and you've fought on the same cards as uh, some of the biggest in the sport. Can you can you tell us about that uh, UFC life? Like, what what's that like to? You know the listeners out there who may not know that much. What, you know, first off, what does it take to be an upper echelon UFC fighter, and then what's what's the day to day like? Well, so when you say upper echelon, you know you, your producer was just saying that you guys have Cowboy Cerrone on a lot, and Donald's an upper echelon guy, uh, and he's one of the guys who I learned how to like kind of the work ethic for the sport from. You know that dude. That dude trains super hard, and I think that's what it takes is just a whole bunch of dedication, willing to be really poor and suffer for a while, and uh, and uh, kind of enjoying the grind of the of the sport more than anything, you know, um, because it's not. I always say it's it's really not an easy road. I mean, everybody can fight, but you don't. You kind of have to have the the willingness to to pay dues to to get to to the UFC or any other bigger organization what are what are your um what are your workouts like uh these days they're just old guy workouts and i'm lucky if i do anything (laughs) but uh uh you know bag work and and uh i'm actually going to to run the dam with landon Venata tonight he's another guy who fights for the ufc locally uh i'm gonna go do some sprints with him later this evening and and, uh doing a ton of bag work and working with some uh, coach uh, you know, with the UFC stuff, it's, you know, with mixed martial arts in general, it, it is 
you know, I was putting in two or three workouts a day trying to get better in, in several different facets of, uh, of mixed martial arts, you know, ground game, wrestling, uh, and striking. And now, now that I'm doing the bare knuckle stuff, all I got to worry about is striking. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot, go ahead, a lot go easier ahead. on my, my old back, you know. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we're uh, we share a lot of friends, and you know, I could uh, I was reaching the depths of my brain the other day, like where we knew each other from. But I reached out regardless because I think your story is amazing. You, uh, like a lot of other fighters, um, had a lot of injuries, and you uh, needed the help of some opiates to overcome those injuries, and then that turned into. Uh, stronger and stronger medication, and that turned into uh, a drug addiction. You want to you know, tell our listeners about that? Uh, <laughs> sure. Don't do drugs. I'll just start there. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- thanks for that start. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'll do the, the old uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving campaign. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, opiates, injury is prevalent in, in any sport, right? And, uh, and uh, I think the the big, the big thing that, especially a few years ago, was uh, that they were doing was instead of uh, teaching you how to how to be more and more physical and, and and do stuff to to rehab your body, they were just throwing pills at it. And uh, and a lot of a lot of people that I knew just kind of had pills thrown at it. And eventually, I ended up taking some of those pills that were thrown at it, and and that turned into uh, you know kind of masking a masking a problem which turned into a bigger injury uh and then i got prescribed a bunch of painkillers uh you know which is kind of a common story with with a lot of sports is uh throw pain pills at something that you don't need pain pills for and uh and ends up being a pretty horrible horrible deal you know uh there's you know, it's not just in sports too, but I think it's it's generally an American thing these days where you throw pain pills at something and hope for the best uh, instead of treating the real problem. You just mask the mask the deal, you know. Yeah, I mean this uh, this story means uh, a lot to me, Isaac. And uh, thanks again for joining us this morning and uh, telling us your story. But um, this means a lot to me because I, in my early twenties, uh, overcame an addiction and. One of the reasons that really pushed me to do that is I lost a friend uh, to drug addiction, and later in life I lost another friend. So when I hear a positive story about you know someone like you who's overcome this addiction, and from what I understand, it's been over two years, um, it, it really it really warms my heart, and it's a story that I want to tell. And if there's anyone out there listening who's struggling with addiction, or who's who knows someone who's struggling with addiction? What what advice would you give them today? Uh, so the big thing is ask for help, and it's never too too soon to do that. Uh, you know, I waited. I think just like any other fighter is, uh, I waited and thought that I was going to be able to tough it out on my own, um, which is a complete. You know, in my case, it was a complete lie. You know, some people have done that, but. You know, the big thing is just ask for help, and uh, and there's, you know, especially with the way the opiate crisis is going, uh, in Albuquerque and, and nationally, you know, there's there's a ton of help out there. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of of how many resources we have these days, and and how addiction is being looked at in the 
in the eyes of uh, in the eyes of society. It's gone from something. I mean, it's still, and we have a lot of work to do. It's still something that is uh, is, is taboo, and it's not a great thing because it's because it does destroy lives and people people do a lot of really bad stuff to, to feed their addiction. But uh, there's resources out there, you know, uh, especially locally. We have a ton of them. Uh, to, so reach out and get some help. So the uh, drug addiction hotline in New Mexico, you can go to addictionresource.com. And the 1-800 number is, give me a second here. Uh, 1-855-NM-CRISIS. That's 1-855-662-7474. Isaac, I'm joined here today by KOB's Brandon Ortega. Yeah, Isaac, thank you so much for for sharing your story, man. You're you're so open about it. Uh, We can't thank you enough for for talking with us about this. You know, that's something that I I find so interesting uh, that people in your position years removed now from, from the situation uh, is it therapeutic for you to talk about it, to get it out there and, you know, for your friends and family, uh, you know, just to see how you're doing along the recovery process? How therapeutic is that for you to talk about it and just to share your story to hopefully make an effect on, on other people out there that are struggling with it? Uh, so, I mean, it's always cool. I mean, you know, the big thing that I think addiction does is it, it isolates you from people and makes you think that you're you're the only one struggling with it. And so uh, I guess when I'm asked to do stuff like this, you know, it's the one thing, it's a reminder of of what I'm still struggling with daily. You know, I mean, I haven't used in a couple of years, but it's something that's going to be an ongoing fight for me. But it's it's also a chance for, for hopefully somebody who's listening to hear, hear that, uh, that they're not alone in this fight, you know, um, Drugs and alcohol will isolate you from your family and friends and from everybody, and, and it does weird things to your head, you know. So uh, I think every time I do this, it's just a, it's just hopefully somebody will hear a message of, of reaching out, you know. Uh, hopefully I can throw some more uh, resources out there later, too. Sorry, I wasn't ready for all the just throwing resource stuff out, you know, for, for people locally if they are struggling, you know. Oh, no doubt about it. Again, man, thank you so much for talking about this. It's great to hear you doing well. It's great to hear uh, your career is still going. You know, at, at your age, it's not it's not the easiest thing to do in in a young man's game. And, and where where are you in your career right now? You've had some uh, bare knuckle fights. Uh, what what is and, and, and I can only imagine COVID nineteen affected what two thousand twenty was looking like for you. What, what's a uh, look? What is the rest of the year looking like for you as far as your career goes? Yeah, I'm for sure not a spring chicken. So, you know, when, when COVID hit, I was really bummed out because I had a fight planned, uh, a bare-knuckle fight planned for April. Um, and hopefully things get swinging, you know, we get back to work here pretty quickly. I know the, the bare-knuckle organization I'm with, the BKFC, uh, has announced that it's putting out some some car, or announcing some dates for cards, and, and we're, my manager is trying to get me on one of those right away. Uh you know, I was supposed to be in a lightweight tournament, and uh, and so when COVID hit, it just kind of it messed that stuff up. And and uh, like you said, I'm not a spring chicken, so uh, any 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 time delay that we have just makes it so I'm not I'm not getting any fights in and getting closer to to calling it quits. You know, right? So does the the BKF, BKFC still do uh, weight classes? Because uh, I see you're listed. As a lightweight, and my friend, you do not look like a lightweight. You're still shredded, homie. 
Yeah, so I, I'm a lightweight well, which is 155 for MMA, and they kind of go by 10-pound increments. So uh, I, I'll fight at that 155-pound weight class, but it's a, it's a bit of a cut, especially, you know, getting older. So I like fighting at 65, but I, I'm kind of uh, – I'm down to fight at whatever weight, man. I just like fighting, and I like doing it as long as, as, as I can, you know. All right, Isaac, we uh, we got to cut this off, but we really appreciate having you on. We'd love to have you on some other time, maybe just talk UFC uh, next time there's a big card. Uh, any final words for anyone out there listening? Yeah, real quickly. So uh, if you are struggling with some addiction issues, you know there's uh, Endorphin Power Company and Jeff Holland are great resources. There's a place called Turning Point Recovery. Uh, there's a great place in, in Taos called Vista Taos if you need to get out of town. There's a lot of different options. And, uh, and Bernalillo County does a, a, a county uh, detox and, uh, and 30-day treatment center. So reach out if you need some help. There's always, there's always help out there. All right. Thank you so much, Isaac. Uh, we'll be in touch. Really appreciate you sharing your story and uh, really appreciate everything you've done for people who went through the same thing you went through. Thank you, Isaac. Congratulations on yeah. everything, bud. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you later, bud. And you can check out Isaac fighting in the future in the BKFC. And you can check out old fights or possibly new fights coming up on bareknuckle.tv. What a brave I, guy, man. What a journey he's been on. And, and, and what, a, what a guy to just talk about it. I mean, not everyone would do that. Absolutely. I mean, just somebody out there. I hope he reached at least just one person who needed to hear that today, that you know you can get the help and you just have to ask that one person. You have to take that first step. And that was amazing of you to share your stuff too, man. I mean, to connect with him. Um, the, not, not the easiest thing to talk about. Good stuff. Okay. We'll be right back with sports, pop culture. Who knows? we got a freestyle segment to wrap it up. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, from the live, from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion, 95.9 FM and AM610, D Sports Animal. Uh, Vital bringing that heat. This is my boy's outcast. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Off of Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio. Outkast is one of the best musical artists of all time. I love them so much. My second favorite hip-hop duo of all time. They're probably my favorite, I think, yeah. Them and NWA, as far nice. as hip-hop goes. But I love yeah, Outkast. Outkast is probably the best or second best duo. Ooh, yeah. And uh, Eric, that's a whole, Eric, like, Eric, NWA would be a group. That's a whole other one. Eric B. and Rakim were pretty good in the Yeah, movie. that's mm -hmm. a good duo. That's taking yeah. it back, baby. Yeah. Rock Hymns, my dude. I used to used to show my daughter like non kid music when she was young, and Rock Hymn was her favorite rapper when she was little. Like, Dad, play the microphone fiend. <laughs> my son's at that age right now where anything you show him, he'll pretty much sing to. So oh, I'm nice. being very selective what I show him now. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, because hey, should that should that be our Rushmore? All, let's start saying all the words. Rushmore of hip hop groups. Oh man, I'm I'm not knowledgeable do? enough to really to to add on to that, but I could I could give a few. That's that's my that's my jam right there. I'm a, a yeah. huge hip hop dork, especially like early '90s I mean, hip hop. You could go Dre, and then like three other people you could pair with them. You know, Snoop, Dr. Uh, Dre, 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 and Snoop Dogg. Dre and yeah. Snoop for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and then yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. I think Snoop would be the one you have okay, to come Okay, we the got most. uh, let's do hip hop groups or duos. You could also go him and Eminem too. Sure. Him and Eminem have had so much great yeah. stuff together. I think Eminem's so standalone. I think when yeah, I, I think know. Dre, I think Dre and Snoop. That's true. Okay, let's do okay duos, hip hop duos, Vital. Yeah. Then Outkast. You got uh, Eric I B and Rakim. Rakim. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. Eric B and Rakim. We got Outkast. Yeah, let's get some let's get some callers on that. I know there's some hip hop fans out here. All right, hip hop fan, you got four minutes. Five oh five two four six zero six ten. What's your favorite? And here's my favorite, and they're current. Run the jewels. Okay. You familiar with Run the Jewels? Maybe you heard a song or two. They're but, my favorite. But not a lot. They are my current favorite. I got an album and a poster of theirs on my wall like I'm still a freshman. Run in college. DMC would be a trio, so they couldn't Yeah. Get the, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't get yep, in there. You're correct there. Right. So we could do like EPMD. Okay. That might not be the most popular. That might not ring ring a lot of bells. Yeah. yeah EPMD. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm blanking out the rest, man. I'm I'm not prepared for this. Well, I think we we covered the big ones immediately. I think we did pretty good getting getting I the mean, bigs in. Yeah. Of course we got. Do you know? Are you familiar with Mob Deep? Yeah. Havoc and Prodigy. Yeah. That's a big one. This is a sports show, y'all. We're talking about hip hop in the last segment. That's tough. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. You know that. Did you just type in hip hop duos. You're cheating. Oh no no no! I'm, I'm, I'm going off my dome. Legendary, legendary hip hop brain here. Uh, Run the jewels, of course. That's that's my number one. But you know, I'm a homer. What about uh, Gangstar? Gang? I'm, I don't think you I don't know that. Gangstar. You don't know Guru, Guru and Primo, Guru and DJ Premier. Yeah, now now we're getting on. Oh, okay. The one I forgot, and I should not have forgotten. Method Man, Red Man. <gasps> that's the one I. Forgot. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. That DJ, was yeah, that, DJ Jazzy one. Jeff and the Fresh Prince also. Oh, okay, okay. I like Meth and Red. That's a good one. Meth and Red's great. Oh man, how come that one's not the first one off my brain? Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself that I had to go- Google hip hop duos and then remember that one. That was too easy. They. Let's see here. We got definitely Dre and Snoop. Yeah. Definitely Outkast. Oh my God. Definitely Meth and Red. And I say definitely Mob. Is D. Public Enemy two guys? Uh, it's three. three technically three. four with uh, DJ Technotronic. Okay. Actually four. Yeah. I am so impressed with both four. of your knowledges. I well, am. now now that you we, guys uh, just went up a couple of notches, and you guys are already pretty high. Oh, dude, I'm so I'm proud of Vital. Oh my God! If I tell, uh, we got a, we got I a party, was, buddy. I yeah. grew up inner city Chicago. So if I tell, will you DJ? I used DJ to be, for me. I used to Come to the house club, and just DJ. Used to be a club DJ in Chicago. Oh yep. my goodness! I literally had this conversation. So much with, swag uh, with you, my dude. daughter. My daughter's a hip hop head, but uh, yeah. Tribe called Quest is a trio. By the way, thank high you. School gra- recent high school graduate, yeah, uh, Albuquerque High, on her way to University Bulldog of Denver. City. Look at you, yeah. dad of a high school grad. Isn't That's, that crazy? That is not so even nice. not yet to be forty, and I got a kid on its on her way to college. <laughs> yeah, so I I consider Tribe Called Quest a trio, not a DJ. yeah. I, I do too. There's two MCs, but there's a DJ too. You got you. Yeah, you can't leave him out. Yeah. There's some reggae rappers out there, and that are are incredible. So I used to like reggae rap, which they used to call toasting, but it's it evolved over the years. But that's a that's a good if you want to hear some good hip hop. The reggae stuff is really getting good. Vital, you did not Rasta, need to I climb write. up the ladder of my heart, but you did it today, oh, my friend. I know your hip hop and reggae knowledge too. I thought you were like a classic rock, 80s rock guy, but here you are dropping no. knowledge. You guys ever, this, these guys didn't last very long. Did you guys ever hear of Chester French? 
Yeah, they, 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 they last for like uh-uh. a couple of years. Maybe one written really years. good album. They're a duo. Yeah. I think you could categorize them more in hip-hop. Two white dudes from Harvard came out with this awesome album that Pharrell uh-huh. uh, produced. Chester uh, French. They're a forgotten one. They're not nearly good enough to be in the Rushmore, but that's a favorite of mine. I was just listening to their record last night. It's so good. If you ever got a chance to check it out. Chester French. It was from like the 2009-2010 All right. Era. Rushmore. Dre and Snoop. Yep. Outcast. Yep. Meth and Red. Yes. And I'm going to kick out Mob Deep, and I'm putting in my boys Run the Jewels. Okay. All right. There's your Rushmore hip hop Thank you for joining. Thank you to Chris Weehan, New Mexico United. Killed it. Isaac Valley Flag. Killed Amazing it. story. What a guy. Yep. And Fred. Fred. From STL. Took out the time from his vacation to call in. Vital, you killed it today. You killed it today as usual, Vital. Strike. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining me today, Brandon. You got it. Anytime, buddy. You did so good. Is your back hurt from carrying me? No. No? You good? Get out of here. Thank you for listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act Studio, presented by New Mexico Peno. 95.9 FM and AM 610 D. Sports animal.